to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 156 for the 17th of December, 2010. James, welcome back to the couch. It's fabulous to be here with you on this cold and frosty oh, it day. It's a bit chilly today, isn't it? Nice isn't to be it? inside on the couch. Yes. And, uh, on this particular couch, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. And other stuff as well. But we have a general set of themes, don't we? Yeah, we do. We're we're 30 to minutes of stuff. Yeah, about 30 yeah. minutes of stuff on business, news, technology, a bit of content delivery, uh, some mobile news. Uh, we have some... Gaming news, mm-hmm. content uh, news, and other weird stuff. Anything. Sorry, I was distracted by a toy on my desk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we get to our Christmas toys in the other category, maybe. Indeed. Uh, right, so, um, bang, mm. straight in there on business. Uh, yeah, so Yahoo, yeah. Uh, yeah. who has been, you know, they've been eating companies for a long time now, uh-huh. uh, are now uh, deciding that it's all a bit too much, and they're laying off about 4% of their workforce. A lot of those guys have gone already. Uh, as you know, in the US, it's much easier to hire and fire people. Yeah. So they've gone. Um, so I know a lot of other technology companies have put notes on Twitter and so on saying, hey, if you used to work at Yahoo, then uh, come and talk to us. Yeah, I mean, uh, you hear there's a new silicon bubble coming on. So mm, that's really? un- unfortunate for Yahoo, I guess. But Yahoo have been descending for some time, haven't they? Mm. And what do you do with all those kind of disparate services? Um, well, the answer is to shut a lot of them down. Actually, well, a lot so. of them, they just swallowed loads of people and just mm. uh, just had people got, you know, the founders kind of stayed until they could get out and then mm. the the products sort of just sat around doing nothing. So um, yeah. we, shall, and, we uh, shall see. But, very um, sad because, uh, I mean, we use the delicious tagging program to, to put together this podcast. Oh, I was going to mention uh, that. Is that owned by Yahoo? Uh, yep, and it's one of the casualties. So I don't know what's going to happen to yeah, that. I didn't even know that was owned by Yahoo. There you go. It's it's so pro. Like there's so many things that are owned mm. by Yahoo that uh, you never quite know which one uh, who it's owned by now. Except uh, if it I goes, it won't, <laughs> won't work anymore. So watch your web service, your cloud service that you rely on on a day to day basis. Mm. It could be going to the wall. So um, if you know of anything, do let us know. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Yeah, do drop us a note. We'd like to hear about that. Now, what was the other big news actually today? Wasn't it about mm. some Twitter's raised. Uh, only a couple of hundred million dollars. <laughs> only? I'd be happy well, to raise a couple of hundred million Well, let's say only in the scheme of things, but for, <laughs> what is it, for like 2% of the company or something like that? Mm, so it's valued the company at $3.7 billion. That's yeah, not not a bad little effort for something that takes 140 character text, text, text messages and puts it on the web. Well, uh, it, in fact, it gets other people to do it. Yeah, it doesn't even do it itself. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but uh, it's got 175 million registered users, three hundred mm-hmm. only 300 employees, which is quite quite amazing considering it's a you know, $4 billion company. Allegedly. But I mean, I think the revenue side is a bit tricky. Well, they've started those sponsored tweets now. So presumably, I don't know. I mean, as long as you're getting people to hand you $200 million in finance, then... You don't really need a business model, do you? <coughs> I guess not. And they're burnt. they can't cost a lot of money, can they? I mean, mm. not a lot of em- well, not a lot of employees. Obviously, got some infrastructure. But mm-hmm. um, well, I guess with 175 million users and I don't know how many billions of tweets, but it must take a bit of infrastructure to keep keep running. Well, I'm sure. But then it does go down every now and again. They just say sorry. It does actually say sorry. The Twitter versus <laughs> doing something. Uh, and I've seen some quite cool like. Um, 
snow tweets and things like that and mm-hmm. earthquake tweets. So people are, it's more what people are doing with it, I think, rather than you know, the inane, I'm having my lunch now tweets. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's changed actually from the beginning where people did tweet what they're having to lunch, having lunch to more commentary, I think, on, yeah. on what's happening in the world of, you know, business and news and life generally, I guess. Yeah, or sharing story. It's a minimal, more of a sharing base, I suppose. But then you need you need to have a, a, you know, a mm. filtering tool. I, I'm not as hooked into Twitter as I should be. I tweet occasionally, but mm-hmm. I'm very reserved. But it's very interesting to see what the current kind of trending topics are. Because yeah. you can often find about find out about world news before anyone else even gets to the point of broadcasting. It's well, if amazing. you know where to look, and I guess that's where things like um, I use the Flipboard on my iPad. Um, and for the flip, it's an app, is it? What, what does it do? Well, it's an app that brings together various feeds, mm-hmm. in, including Twitter, Facebook, and other RSS feeds. Um, right. And in fact, the this chief executive of that has joined Twitter as well. Oh, I see. Um, so, That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Twitter keeps going on and up and up, um, but I don't know about boosting profits. But uh, there we go. Mm. Still, Wait and see. So um, obviously, Facebook is never far from the news. No, it's true. Um, but I think it. it's a bit of a Western world view, isn't it, Facebook? Yeah, much. well, looking at the... Uh, so someone's on a graph, effectively, of who's connected to who and where they are. Well, how you get that out, I'm not sure, but I guess it must be... Uh, they must have access to... Mind uh, the public Facebook or something. Yes. Um, well, I mean, somehow they've managed to access all the data and pull it yeah. all, together, all together, presumably anonymously, you know, user one connects to user three. Or well, maybe they worked as, you know, college intern project at Facebook, who knows. But if you look yeah. in the show notes, folks, you can see these pictures very that pretty, you and I are talking about. Very diagrams, and uh, it does show that the eastern side of the United States is pretty much completely connected. Uh, but it's interesting to see where the population centres on the, in the world that are, te- mm. you know, technology savvy are. Yeah, uh, but also don't forget Facebook isn't the only game in town. There are other mm. um, mm-hmm. social media yeah, so, so China is pretty... China is pretty dark. Whereas pretty, India is pretty bright by comparison. And, uh, yeah, India is pretty bright. Malaysia, oh, sorry, Indonesia looks like... Indonesia is quite bright. That's amazing. Big time. Oh, mm. On the main island is there a bit of Oz. Who's that mm-hmm. funny island? That's where my geography fails me. That's not Tassie. Oh, no, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's south there. It's Albany around there. It's the Margaret River, isn't it? They're all yeah, the whiteies. Yeah. On, the, on, the, on the west coast there, yeah. That's yeah, right. southwest bit of Australia. Well, you that's, do see in Australia that, I mean, it's that Perth down there. You're, you used yeah, to live that's, there. that's Perth on the, on the west coast. Okay, side. there we go. Yeah, so yeah. have a look at the map. Quite interesting. See where you yeah, live and see how connected you and your buddies are. Mm-hmm. And um, you can definitely tell that Australia is, in fact, the size of the United States, but everyone's pretty much around the edge and there's nothing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, an upside down. If you flipped it on the uh, yeah, horizontal axis, you'd get a US shape. Indeed. Almost. Um, so uh, while we're on Facebook, so uh, Mr. Zuckerberg mm-hmm. has uh, got Time, Time Man of the Year. Person of the Year. Yeah. Do you think that's an appropriate call, James? Has he been the most influential person this year? Well, it should have been the WikiLeaks guy, but obviously the US government yeah. couldn't do that. <laughs> no, that's that's right. probably blacklisted our, our pod. I can hear the helicopters outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be careful, James. Ah, there's people coming for you now. Yeah, they'll be coming. So I don't know if it's appropriate. I mean, I think the guy doesn't need any more money, does he? No, that's Basically. true. He's got plenty of money. Mm. It's only 26. Come on. Exactly. He doesn't need to go yet. <laughs> right. Um, so in, while we're talking about technology, uh, back to hardcore ish. technology. Well, in, a, <laughs> in a very vague sense. Uh, <laughs> Telecom Italia mm-hmm. have launched a like, vision. One yeah. up on France Telecom or Canal Plus's Le Cube. They have vision. Fantastic. Which is a combined digital terrestrial and broadband access hybrid set-top box. Okay, so this is like BT Vision or any of those other kind of hybrids. Yeah, but in a 
box. In the square <laughs> box, yeah. <laughs> but it's running um, the, the uh, Intel Atom, Atom, I think it is actually. Yeah, not Atom. Uh, Atom, Atom C4150, which, which I guess is a, a PC, basically. Yeah, it is basically a PC, which yeah. you know, this is the first of many of these devices we're starting to see with Intel chips in them now. Yeah. Uh, so the, high, the uh, Horizon device from uh, UPC will be... Yeah. Intel in the first instance as well. I should have one on my desk at the moment. Oh, but, there you uh, go. How's it looking? It looks, it can do some quite remarkable things. I'm mm. mad. But, Which, um, uh, it's not, I mean, it's quite powerful. If only I could say. tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> They'd have to kill you. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, I think these, these are coming out. It's still quite a pricey beast though. 200 mm. euros. That's, uh, or you can rent it for 550 a month. Mm. You're 200. Um, I mean, an Apple TV gets you 100. I mean, it's 100. Yeah, and you, interestingly enough, they've got... Um, you can also hook it up to your Apple and Samsung smart TVs. Okay. Um, do look at the same content, I'm guessing. That's what it's going to suggest. Or a PC mm. can look at it as well. Um, okay, and this is running the Mego software platform. Okay, like Next to the multimedia. No, Does it say that? It's not clear whether it uses Mego or is it is Mego. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it's cute, isn't it, I guess? It is cute. That's all you need to know. So, yeah. uh, well, cute as in QT. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're in Italy and you've got a Telecom Italia Cube vision, then do drop us a note and let us know yeah. what you think of it. I'd be surprised if people would buy it, though. That seems a bit odd. I'm surprised they're not, you know, sign up for it. They'll probably okay. change their mind sooner and say, oh, sign up for a yeah. while and get it for free. It, it's got to be a good integrated service to bother with hybrid because, you know, TVs can already receive terrestrial. So Yeah, yeah. And most of them can actually receive any new television these days has an Ethernet port. So mm. don't really get it, but hey. Another technology angle here. Have you heard yeah. of this Jolly Cloud thing? I think we might have talked about it before. Yeah, so Jolly Cloud's a, it's basically a simple Linux operating system, simple desktop, allows you to boot up quick, surf the web, do that kind yeah. of stuff. And I think the, the key thing is your desktop is kind of ser- saved on the cloud. Mm. So you can, almost like a VM, I suppose. So you can also, you, if you get another box, you can just grab it and mm-hmm. all your stuff is and there. The same with your data as well. It's kind of yeah. data somewhere else as well. Um, and this is an article comparing Chrome OS with Jolly Cloud. Now, I'm, I'm not so much... Neither con- of which are out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jolly Cloud's, Jolly Cloud's out, but... Um, you can buy it, can you? Yeah, mm. you can download it and run it right now, so it's... Uh, yeah, but you can't buy the devices. I did see a little video oh, of a guy with a device. Right. Yes, okay, yes. There's, there is a Jolly Cloud device coming out. Yeah, it's basically um, a, a netbook. Now, um, my question for the Chrome OS is, what's the difference between you know, so this new Chrome laptop thing? What's uh, the difference between Chrome and Android? Why wouldn't you just do Android? Well, mm, exactly. good question. That's the question. Or, um, well, maybe it doesn't have Dalvikin. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't have the same same VM. It doesn't need to mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily a constrained device if it's on a PC. Mm-hmm. So it can run top of the top of the range HTML5, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also it's got more storage, I suppose. Okay. Potentially. I don't know. I'm just, you know, what do you think, listener? <laughs> Let us know. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. That would be great. Um, but web-centric stuff. Um, mm. So is everything moving to the cloud? Are we all going to be... I mean, it's going back to the days of mainframes, really, where we have dumb terminals at our end and really smart, powerful computers like on live doing yeah, services. Maybe you're just renting services. You're mm. paying you pay per you month pay for your computer. You pay yeah. when you use the CPU cycles and... Paper pay cloud. I yeah. can see it all now. You know. Would you like to retrieve the backup of your complete computer and life? <laughs> <laughs> Press yes or no. <laughs> Well, it does, oh. it does bring all sorts of concerns in terms of privacy and hacking. And uh, I mean, we've seen uh, the Gorka Media website hacked this week and 1.3 million usernames and passwords, including mine, being put on the internet. What does Gorka Media do? 
Uh, they did Gizmodo and a bunch of other stuff I'd never heard of before, but okay. uh, they have 1.3 million users. Well, they had 1.3 million well, users. You have to register for Gizmodo? Mm, I don't think so. If you want to comment. Okay, gotcha. Comment, right? gotcha. So yeah, I, only yeah. ever, I, only ever, I only ever signed up to Gizmodo to comment on the idiots that actually used TV Be Gone at, at one of the CES shows. Because I oh, one of complain. these remote things that yeah. kills it. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, but nevertheless, my username and password now on the internet. Um, so as a kind of... Adjunct to that, places like LinkedIn have also made everyone change their passwords because lots of people use email address and password the same on lots of different systems. Indeed, we're all so, human, aren't we? Yep, so this one leak has in fact damaged a whole yeah. bunch of uh, I've tended My approach these days is to just use completely random passwords that I can't remember. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's always a way of getting your password yeah, back. True. So, true. Um, <laughs> and if you never use it again, then you don't have to worry about remembering it. That's well, exactly. And then if you do have to remember it, they'll email you a reminder. So... Mm-hmm. top tip just don't know what your password is <laughs> it's a bit tricky when you're trying to take money out from the ATM you know? but anyway that's a different story um, security tips available free at onthecouchpodcast.com uh, right so content delivery Jamie. content delivery I, what's going on there well I think uh, it's been an advertising campaign which you can have a look at mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the show notes if it makes it about the fact that you know everyone raves about Netflix and these kinds of stuff but mm-hmm. the content on Netflix is not in the same release window as the guys from Blockbuster. Blockbuster right. get it 28 days before everyone else. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, including in the US, the red box kiosks and stuff. So mm-hmm. they get it, you know, a month, a calendar month before um, anyone else. Oh, and nice. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. important for, for mm-hmm. content. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether Blockbuster gets it before pay TV, probably yes. Mm. Um, but Blockbuster still is getting those rights for streaming media, mobile device, and mail. Oh, as content. well. Okay, so it actually compete with it competes with Netflix, but it's actually well, still a month early. Yeah, so you get all the content. And uh-huh. so the advertising campaign is quite funny. It sort of says someone uh-huh. goes into the a restaurant, says, "Oh, I think I have a table." It says, "Oh, yes, we have a table for you in twenty eight days." He's <laughs> going, "What?" <laughs> oh, you know, the dentist. Someone's lying there with their fully ready to go and says, oh, the uh-huh. dentist will be with you in 28 days. <laughs> um, so, and I think people kind of forget that. So Netflix might have a lot of users, but it's fairly mediocre kind of content. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I found that even on the online stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of hype. It's when you look at it, it depends what your mm-hmm. mode of consumption is. If you want new latest stuff, mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay yeah. or get it through conventional media. Well, if you're happy to catch up on, you know, series of 24, yeah. you can, of course you can get that kind of stuff online. That's true. I mean, I I tend to be, a, I'm a bit more of a kind of, since since the advent of the DVR, I've stopped watching live TV, um, but what's become more of a challenge is actually finding shows that I like. Yeah. And then once I've ha- once I've found them then, and then I'll probably watch all of them. And since, you know, it might be two years ago, the series started, but um, I kind of catch up some years right. after I've even heard it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a bit like, like that. that. Yeah, I did, I saw a service, um, Last was it last week? I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, called Fuse, as in Enthuse, but T H U U Z. Of course, has to be spelled incorrectly, doesn't it? Yeah, which is uh, about doing kind of not. S- it's kind of social media recommendation for sports. So you mm-hmm. know, you know, sometimes you watch a sports game where it's rugby, soccer, American football, baseball, whatever. Right. There are good games and there are bad games. Yeah, of course. And so what this this service allegedly does is mm-hmm. analyzes the gameplay. And works right. out when the good bits are. Ah, oh, serious. So it kind of puts together the shorts in a kind of... Well, it doesn't put them together. It tells you, watch this game starting from oh, right. minute 38 if you yeah. watch the good stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know how useful that is. Allegedly, they did it during the World <laughs> Cup. But I mean, it's right. obviously, it's another form of recommendation. 
mm. um, when you're sort of information rich and time mm-hmm. poor. So you can go and say, I want to catch up on the game. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Or you can even, if it could do it in real time, I don't know if it does, then you could mm-hmm. jump in when it gets exciting. Mm. You know? Well, it's a good point because how do you know what to watch when we, we're in a, we really are in a blossoming world of content availability. Uh, I mean, I think I was reading on about YouTube that in the last year it's gone to the point where 24 hours worth of content is uploaded to YouTube every four minutes. Okay. So you can never watch everything. How do you know what to watch? So anything that automatically recommends things. Cause so you, I mean, at the limit there, you could say, well, actually I'm going to be watching, I've got less time, but I only want to watch the good stuff. And yeah. in sports, clearly, maybe you just want to watch the highlights. Exactly. Especially if you don't want to pay, you might get the highlights offline. Yeah, and you might, you might pay less for just the highlights rather yeah. than the whole game. Yeah, exactly. So mm. choose where cool. you go. Anyway, I think that's quite cool. Um, mobile Arena, what's mm-hmm. going on there? Well, we've got T-Mobile, who... Uh-huh. Uh, so, James, you know about 3G, so everyone's finally yeah. caught up to the idea that you can have data speeds over a mobile connection that are faster than a normal modem. Yeah. Well, there's HSPA, high-speed packet access, and HSDPA, I think, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, so, uh, and everyone's kind of talking about 3.5G now, or 4G, or yeah. um, whether it's a completely different system altogether. Yeah, but, LT, uh, WiMAX was in there, but it's... WiMAX so, is kind of, I don't know. It's a, so this, this thing's about saying extending mm, HSPA. Existing 3G technology and kind of oomphing it, I guess. So you're at the point of having... 650 megabits of bandwidth in 3G kind of using 3G technologies. Now, uh, I presume it does some sort of... Uh, I don't see... I mean, I, I'm just having a quick scan through the article because clearly I've read it before. The mm-hmm. <coughs> not. Um, <laughs> but I find that weird. I don't see how... And if, you, if you're going to put 650 megabits through a phone, it's going to burn in your hand. <laughs> well, it's going to use your data plan up in about 4.7 milliseconds. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I also don't, I think this is obviously, they're trying to increase the capacity for each node, I guess, because obviously mm. there's been an explosion in in 3G oh, exactly. data access. I mean, just because um, it can do seven megabits per second when everyone else is doing something at the same time, you don't get the whole seven. So yeah. So AT&T's switch the, uh, flip the switch as well to this HSPA 7.2. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I think generally it, there's no, no problem. I mean, those data carriers need to give people more they do, but I think they Duff. need to adjust the data plans to match the amount of bandwidth that is going to become available. Like yeah. some of those WiMAX plans that are running at 40, 45 megabits now, and the data plans are still like one gig, two gig, and five gig. Like you can use five gig in about 12 minutes. Yeah, if you're under the antenna and no one else is using it. <laughs> well, yeah, no one's got those phones yet. So. And you can find your BitTorrent, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. Um, so while we're on mobile, James, one of the challenges uh, that uh, Apple has taken on is being able to purchase things while you're mm-hmm. kind of running around with your mobile. Oh yeah, it's near field communications. And um, mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I thought this was quite cool, but more obviously one of the problems there is retrofitting your, your handset with this. Mm. But I think- What is this? This is enabling you to pay for things with your phone, is that right? I think so. They've obviously got like a micro SD card that you mm-hmm. pop in, which has got the antenna and gubbins in. Oh, okay, right. So you can then sort of wave it over and pay. And this is quite, already quite prevalent in Japan mm. and uh, parts of Asia as well. At the taxi and takes money off your phone. That's very yeah. cool. So touch touch payment stuff. Um, but they've basically announced uh, Visa and Visa Europe um, 
have made this I guess it's a bit like the is it iFi on a an SD card where you can plug it into oh, okay. your camera and you can do Wi-Fi transmissions right. so instead of so it's a bit like it, it's nothing like it it's smaller and completely different <laughs> technology but um, the idea being that you embed something else in something yeah. that you're putting inside but it says the service works with several smartphone models including Blackberry Bold the iPhone 4 3GS and 3G well they, I'm sorry they don't have it no so, but apparently you use a special cover like a bumper oh cover, right okay yeah, yeah and that contains the thing Exactly, the picture here has got a, well, actually it's a bit of a dodgy Photoshop thing. Mm. Um, I don't know, James. Outside of, outside of Japan, I've seen ads for um, swiping payment systems in UK, US, all over the place, and never seen anyone actually using them. So yeah, it's kind of one of the things you need, it needs to be everywhere for everyone. Well, to be able a lot to of these things, I think the payments are typically limited to small amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So a lot of places, you say, you know, you can you can swipe your card, or some of the new uh, payment cards have mm-hmm. got near field communication in them anyway. And I think for transactions of something like less than fifteen dollars, right, you can pay with your card just by touching it on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I was reading about that in um, it's either New York, or San Francisco. They were starting that off one of the banks as a, a contactless card, but mm-hmm. until it's ubiquitous, it's very expensive because you end up with having seven different readers in each vehicle. And yeah, exactly. Tricky. So, um, but I think it's it's, it's definitely going to happen. Um, Mastercard has a method. It's, uh, yeah. We really need one ubiquitous method of paying for things, but uh, yeah, or at um, least an interoperable system. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we want to. Well, we see, always seem to talk about mobile apps, but um, this one I thought was interesting because it's kind of a bit sci-fi-ish. Hmm. Um, so it's called World Lens. You can get it Is for it your iPhone. Is it Word Lens or World Lens? Uh, Word Lens, actually. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's $5, but uh, what you do is you point the screen. Yeah. Uh, sorry, point the camera at some text in English or Spanish. Oh, it's only two languages, is it? It's only two languages. And it translates between the two. Okay. Um, so you don't actually have to kind of take a photo and then kind of optical character recognition. It It just looks at it and translates the text in the image. Oh, really? um, which is when I mean, I've heard ones doing that verbally. There's a we talked about one a few uh, months ago about mm-hmm. you could speak to it and it would speak back, which is very cool. But if you're actually kind of in, like if you're in a, a uh, shop or something, yeah, yeah. or something, and you want to see what stop you're getting off at, it'd be very well. Cool you're screwed, you aren't you? Because it's in Spanish. But um, let's say you're in Spain <laughs> yeah, and you're looking the, at the menu. You see the point, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's quite cool. I actually. think that's very cool. So presumably, once it gets out of English and Spanish. Um, that would be uh, that would be some very nifty. Yeah, I could, oh, that would come in handy for me mm-hmm. in some instances. I must admit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you've had a go at that, do let us know. That sounds like fun. I might uh, mm-hmm. download and play with that. But I need to get a new iPhone first with a camera. Uh, yes. Not for iPad. Twentieth century, James. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the gaming now, we've got uh, an engadget review on the OnLive console. Um, where basically yeah, I've actually got, I got that for my iPad actually. An OnLive, my iPad just made a little chirp actually. Like mm-hmm. if there's an OnLive viewing game I've got for that. Oh, cool. So you can actually watch... OnLive Viewer. Play. So you have to register for OnLive. That's the mm-hmm. downside. But you can um, <coughs> you can actually connect up and you can um, view cool. people playing. That's cool. Allegedly. Um, but I think... Actually, I think the whole OnLive thing is a bit of a sleeper for the fact that once you've got this out there and you're able to stream real-time mm. video for doing games, you can also stream real-time video for doing video. So <laughs> at that point, you've got a And distribution. I think that's part of the problem. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff in the news in the mm-hmm. UK, certainly about Call of Duty Black Ops, about how, mm-hmm. you know, it's the most um, popular game, I think, ever. Yeah, that's for and sure. so a lot of people are trying, the more people than ever, are trying to play it online. And what a surprise, Treyarch servers <laughs> can't cope. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one of these problems with the whole, I think, the online mm-hmm. challenge mm-hmm. is that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, if you get really successful... Mm-hmm 
you won't you be able to cope. Your own success, yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is still, I think, the challenge of of um, the broadband mm. domain. Mm. Uh, but we'll, you know, it'll it'll happen. Um, so <clears throat> on live, mm-hmm. uh, this is a console. So this is an HDMI in out box. Yeah. What did yep. the um, what yep. did it say? Uh, I mean, it's it's got Ethernet connection. It's got HDMI output, and it's got a, a connection for a controller, which. Is meant to, it's meant to be a very, very low latency controller, but the reason why they need to do low latency there is because all the latency is getting the video to you in the first place. So, Yeah, to, I think they do some stuff locally. They do render cursor locally because... Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, they try and introduce the cursor movement mm-hmm. moves before the video, but you your brain can't tell the difference, hmm. I think. Um, I've also seen some stuff um, about Connect Hack, which mm-hmm. might make it to the show notes. Uh, some clever guys in one of the universities in... Um, the Bay the, Area. Uh, Xbox. Use, they use two connects to look at, to basically mm-hmm. give a 360 degree view of a person and mm-hmm. then did a sort of remote view on those connects. Right. So you can do video conferencing and, and zoom in and out from each end and look around the person. And, uh, oh, wow. So you can kind of spin around the room and. Yeah, in real time. Out. That's cool. Very neat. Um, so not bad at all. Um, okay. We'll put a link in there and have a look. Have a yeah, take a look at it. Um, cool. Now, a couple of fantastic gaming ideas mm-hmm. now plio we've we've talked about plio before haven't we incredibly expensive uh, robot from well plio yep plio. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the latest but this is so. not just any ordinary plio this is plio mm-hmm. same price was it same no, no, it's, it's even more expensive <laughs> even more expensive but it does even more yeah yeah so it was it was 300 dollars two years ago and now it's uh 169 uh, but if you look at the videos, it actually has the number of degrees of movement this little robot dinosaur has is quite astonishing. It looks very real. And all the, I don't know how many stepper motors it has moving everything, but um, it's it's quite astonishing the level of um, the movement of its body. And what about the batteries? Or is there a cord? Uh, yeah, no, it's a battery. It's, it's battery got a longer power. battery life. I can see it has voice recognition. Senses motion and a sense of smell. Well, <laughs> I wonder what the sensor is for that. That'd be learning stone technology. That sounds like yeah. a chip you make it eat or something. No, no, it's got a, it's got a because of the uh, the wrecking the uh, it kind of it can recognise particular shapes. Okay, so it comes with a leaf and you can get stones and it presumably has shapes on the stones you can recognise and and are you train it to do things. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I do like that time of day awareness. It's called a clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like darkness and lightness <laughs> longer battery and more touch sensors there you mm. go so you can actually play with it you can get two of them to play together so if you, you've got if you've got loads money. of money and loads of time <laughs> you can watch them play together yeah. no, there we go I, well my toy is slightly different it's called a, mm-hmm. um, it's even gadget actually um, a Sega toilet which is only in Japan obviously <laughs> I don't know if you've you, uh, you know Sega in Japan do. they have like the Sega mm-hmm. Center and yeah. the Nintendo Center and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they're basically like five or six stories and you can go in and the big names like Panasonic have uh-huh. well. And I don't know if this is just there, but they have a, a toilet, like a urinal. Sorry, ladies, but it's a urinal mm-hmm. where you can pick one of four games and then basically it's um, <laughs> it's either tar- target practice or power. <laughs> and you, you uh-huh. watch a screen at eye height and what right. happens downstairs is, is replicated uh, on the yeah. screen. <laughs> right. and there's even a leaderboard. You can see, you know, it's like the uh, <laughs> traditional school, school time kids uh. and... Um, I guess it'd be like, write your name, how high can you go, and all these classic games uh, that the girls miss out on. Fantastic. Like, um, Very interesting games. I, I don't know where you find these things, but... Um. <laughs> it's a miracle, isn't it? <laughs> fantastic. Um, Very cool. Very cool. 
Well, that kind indeed. of wraps us up for episode 156. Yes, indeed. And uh, awesome. hopefully Ian will have edited out my coughing. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to talk to you, James, and I uh, look forward to chatting with you on the couch in the next episode. Yes, indeed. And it's goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye. This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by embeddedadventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with.